Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. We got a good show for you today, but as you know, before we can do that, we got to bring him on. Tom, what is up, buddy? Good evening, Rob. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Sunday evening to each and everyone. We are four days away from Astros Baseball, but before I get too far into that, I want to take a second out of the show real quick. Uh, I went to the meetup for bourbons and baseball back that Astros up Susie and Shelby uh they've been on the show we've been on their show they are great they had a little meetup the good folks out at Brewski Sports Bar in Stafford Texas were amazing they hooked it up uh can't forget Doc he was a uh army doc I think it's at Will Monk on Twitter if I remember correctly uh for getting it all together uh bartender jesse kyle 2.0 great great time today you know got to talk some baseball got to talk podcasting you know they were really interested about how we're doing this and how they can start their own and stuff like that so it was really awesome uh met some great people out there guy named mike took care of all the veterans we all had a shot you know with the veterans just a really good time uh definitely get out to brewski get a chance great little sports bar and hopefully we'll see you out there next time all right, buddy. So I have a question for you. I went to Rudy's right now to get dinner and they always have that little to go thing in the back, but it was closed for some reason. So I had to stand in this huge line, but standing in front of me was a guy with a Jeremy Pena Jersey. And where I'm going with this is the gold rush that happened the other night and everybody was buying up all the jerseys and it just seemed to me that the jersey everybody wanted was jeremy pena is that what you saw absolutely from what i gathered on social media it was like flying off the shelves they were constantly restocking as it turns out academy will soon i think april 1st they're going to start selling the gold rush stuff so you will get your opportunity it will be out there in circulation um I'm not huge on the jersey because I don't like that they didn't put the, the 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 small number on there. There's a couple minor details that I didn't love about the, the jersey that some people, like I guess the replica and the authentic, there are big differences. So I don't know if I'll get my hands on one. We'll see. I don't know why I'm not interested in buying one, but I mean, if someone bought it for me, I'd wear it every day. But speaking of days, did you happen to see the score? In today's game, I think it was the last spring training game in Florida. Did you see the score? It was a it was a football game, right? It was, it was like you know three touchdowns and a field goal or something. It, it was it was a pretty pretty good pretty good number up there. The Astros defeated the Cardinals today, folks. If you missed it, twenty four to one, twenty four runs, twenty hits. Helped out by nine runs in the ninth inning. I think they got two in the eighth. So 11 of the runs were in the eighth and the ninth inning. Will Wagner, who has a very bright future with the Astros, had three RBIs. Yiner Diaz, a grand slam and six RBIs. I think a good note for us is Jose Urquidy, four innings, four hits, and one run. What do you think about this score? I don't want to like hype it up too much i love look i love that all those guys 
went in and and they are taking serious at bats because some of them are really fighting for the last couple spots on the roster. However, you know, last game maybe for St. Louis, a spring training, you know, at the facility, maybe they play one exhibition kind of like the Strohs are. I don't know how much how motivated they were. So I'm kind of a little torn, but hey, I love that we're on that side of it. I would much rather see the Strohs be bopping like that than they lose 24 to 1. It seems like the Space Cowboys are the ones that scored the majority of the runs. And that, my friend, tomorrow is the Astros' opponent. Tomorrow the Astros will go to Sugarland, and you will be there. Did you get an email yet? I did. I was not lucky enough to get media credentials. Uh, but I'm looking to still have a great time at the game. I think it's going to be competitive, and uh, I may wear my Space Cowboy stuff just because there's going to be a lot of Space Cowboys on both sides, right? So maybe that's the way I go about it. All right, so they play the Sugarland Space Cowboys tomorrow, which is Monday, and then Tuesday, Sugarland travels to Houston, and both games are at 7. Tomorrow's game is... Blanco and France. And then the one on Tuesday is interesting. It's Luis Garcia versus Forrest Whitley. And this should be a lot of fun. I think so too. I really am curious to see what those lineups look like. I think that's going to be really telling as to who makes the roster and who doesn't. I imagine that if they're going to move some guys around, like, like back to Sugarland, they're probably going to be a member of the Space Cowboys tomorrow or no later than Tuesday. So we're really going to know who made it, who didn't, what what the storylines are going to look like going into the season, where they could use depth, where they won't you know, have it or whatever. We are actually going to get into that, Tom. But Thursday night is the opening game for the Astros on ESPN. So it is what it is. <laughs> It will be Framer Valdez against Dylan Cease. And I don't even know if we've talked about this before. I know we talked about uh, Dusty not wanting to commit to Framber, even though we were both 100% sure, unless he just had some sort of strategy that it was going to be someone else. But we knew it was going to be Framber. But we're missing JV. And take a look at this starting rotation for the White Sox. After... Dylan Cease, you have Lance Lynn, who pitched for the United States and pitched well. Giolito and Clevenger. Maybe they're not all great, but they are names. But I I do think it's going to be a good uh, matchup. Uh, And Saturday and Sunday, it's kind of weird. Saturday's game is early. It's really early. And I think think it said one. That's really early for a Saturday. Yeah, I think think this has more to do with TV. Right, being able to get more games on TV, moving guys around. Obviously, you know, season opens up to Strohs on Thursday, but then Saturday they're probably going to have an all-day thing of baseball, whether it be ESPN, ABC, Fox, whatever. You know, where it's one at one o'clock, another one at three o'clock, another one at five o'clock, another one at seven, something like that. All right, so let's go to the roster we already brought this up but let's go to it they interviewed dusty and he said the last few decisions are tough as we all know but he said sometimes they decide it for you and that's the players 
it was interesting too. He like continued on and he was like, you know, we really have some, some tough decisions to make. And he elaborated on that saying sometimes, you know, it depends on whether or not they're on the 40 man roster. Some guys, sometimes guys force their way into the 40 man roster. So I almost feel like that's kind of telling in itself, right. That it's going to take something exceptional for somebody to break the 40 man for them to have to make a move to move somebody off the 40 man to put, to put somebody on it, to put them on the roster. So I'm really curious what he meant by that. Is, is, is he talking that maybe Durden, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure Yiner's on the 40 man, right? I, I might have to go look that up, but maybe he's talking about Yiner. I don't know. I think they, I think Yiner is on there, but what I read about Durden is that he could be added to the 40 man with Altuve's injury. And I didn't really know that was a possibility. I guess if you put someone on the injured list, you can bring someone up to the 40 man. And I guess after he comes back, he has to go back off the 40 man, but the way he's playing, he can probably, it's probably going to be somebody else that gets sent, sent packing. I don't know. It's, it's pretty interesting. Well, Brian McTaggart tweeted out right after the grand slam that Yiner was going to make this team. I don't know if he heard that, if that was just a hot take on his part, but he's pretty good about, you know, being selective with his words. So if Yiner's making this club, then I got to believe they're carrying three catchers. I think that's going to be something that's going to be really interesting, really talked about, because I think that it's a foregone conclusion based on what Framber said, that Corey Lee's probably going to be the backup. So I would be surprised if, Yiner and Corey don't make it based on the comments that were out there already. All right. I have the 40 man up right now that Bannon is on there. He's fighting for a spot. Um, Yiner Diaz is on there. Matt Gage, Corey Lee's on there. Matichevic. But Durden, he's the only one that's not on there that we're talking about, but I think it's a possibility that he could. But I really don't know. I've I've been thinking all along, you know, how he's been doing very good. If he's just going to sit behind the other three, because we got our outfield is stacked. If he's going to sit behind them guys for a while, you might as well just let him go to Sugarland and get some more reps because he, he really hasn't had a whole lot of ABs and AAA, but he sure looks ready. I don't know if it's stacked if you're going to tell me that Jordan's going to be regulated to DH and then – uh, Uncle Mike, Michael Brantley, is supposed to start on the IL. So then you're talking Jake Myers, Chaz, and Kyle as your three outfielders. So I would think that they may want to carry an extra outfielder if for no other reason than, you know, a pinch hit type thing, late, lefty, righty, something. And all Durden has done, all spring training is just hit and hit and hit. So while his strikeout numbers are a little high, I mean, the power's there. And with a team that might be struggling for some offense with some key guys out, it may benefit them having somebody swinging a hot bat. So looking at the injuries, Hunter Brown threw 25 bullpen pitches, said he's okay, feels good. Brantley is continuing his rehab. He's supposed to be come back uh, in April. And that's kind of why I'm saying we may be a little stacked. And Lance McCullers Jr. is slated to come back in April. But Jose Altuve is slated to come back in June. So we're going to need someone to play second base. 
And the Houston Chronicle had a story on Facebook, I believe, and I can't read it because I'm not going to pay for that. And it seemed <laughs> like in the comments, people were kind of upset that maybe Dubon got brought up. But I really think it's going to be Hensley getting the majority of the reps at second base. I don't know. Like that's that's the one thing where I don't I don't love Mauricio Dubon. Like some people do. Obviously, Dusty has an affinity for him. I just don't feel that offensively he helps you. And I don't think his defense is that much of an upgrade. I think that's where people have the best big disagreement. The people that are big Dubon fans feel that his defense is more than serviceable and allows them to deal with the fact that he doesn't hit all that much where I would rather Hensley, who's very disciplined at the plate, who will, who will walk if, if nothing else, if not put together competitive at bats, rather be the guy at second base and see, then if you're going to have Hensley there, then it makes more sense to not carry Durden because Dubon can go back into the outfield. And you'll also have Yiner Diaz, but let me get to that in just a second. But Dusty also said that they won't decide on the 26-man roster until after these Space Cowboy games. But one big question is, Yiner Diaz or Corey Lee, who's going to be the backup? And all along, I've kind of... My prediction on the that prediction episode we had was Corey Lee, and I am sticking with it. But I, but I, I think they're going to carry three catchers because Yiner Diaz and that bat I know it was probably against St. Louis's bench guys, but this guy can hit. And I think with Jordan a little bit, not at a hundred percent Brantley, not there. I think we need to try anybody in that lineup that can give us a bat while these guys are out. So I'm all for Yiner Diaz and Corey Lee, both making the roster. I really think that is the the discussion that they're having. If there is one, whether it be, when we kind of like hinted at Dearden, which I, I mean, he's not on the 40 man and Yiner is. So I really feel like those two guys are competing for that potential spot because we've already discussed that Yiner can play a little bit of left field and he hit a ton last year, triple a uh, that's really what his major tool is, is his hit tool. So it makes sense for them to carry him as a as a an offensive uh weapon as opposed to i don't know maybe maybe uh, dirt and obviously offensive as well but then you have the catcher capability so just the the flexibility that that might help them so also a thing with Deard and not being on the 40 man i mentioned it what i thought the rule was is they can put out Tuvi on injured list and bring another guy add another guy to the 40 man which they could put him on the 26-man. But I think the Astros are probably going to go with Jake Myers and Chaz, see what they have to offer, because I think when Durden comes up to stay, I think one of these guys could possibly be traded. It'll be interesting. I, I was talking about it today when we had that meetup. You know, One of the things with these guys performing so well in spring training if you remember back when uh, Miles Straw got traded, Miles Straw was a fan favorite. He was a favorite in the clubhouse. There was nothing wrong with the production of Miles Straw in center field, defensively, offensively. It was just enough. And they moved him for a reliever. 
And everybody's like, whoa, 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 why, why, why? And it was a position of strength. Yeah. This also feels like the potential for that, whether it be Jake or Chaz or whoever, with guys like uh, Dearden coming up, proving. And then there's that other kid, Gilbert, who was lighting the world on fire and then got hurt. And then he came in uh, yesterday, the day before, Homer right off the bat. And it's like, everybody feels like Gilbert is on the fast track up. So you got all these outfielders. And then if you potentially need something else, you know, pitcher for whatever reason, say you're not happy with the production at second base and there's a second baseman that's out there. I can't see that, but who knows? Then all of a sudden, all this surplus of center field depth is where you trade from because that's a position of strength. Yeah, another thing in that story was, I guess people were like, if they pick Dubon, they're going from 301 to 201. So they're not <laughs> happy with that. But you talked about uh, Gilbert being on the fast track. That dude was a first-round pick. So he's going to be on the fast fast track. He is he is a, a very talented guy to get picked that early. Durden, I believe, was an undrafted free agent. So this is he's like Rocky Balboa out there in the outfield. And I think the fans are going to gravitate to this guy just because of that. Yeah, he's definitely an awesome story. I mean, anytime you get a guy who comes out of nowhere, who wasn't touted, who, you know, nobody saw coming and then he's just become special, you know, you want to root for that for no other reason than that's, that's the dream, right. You know, to go from nothing to something. So hopefully He's the Astros next, you know, reclamation project where, you know, they talk about how uh, Javier got signed for next to nothing. What was that? I think $10,000 Altuve for like $5,000. You get these guys, they just bring them in, you know, and then all of a sudden they are serious, serious pieces to your World Series team. So the first time I've heard about Durden, when I went to the Hooks game with Luke's parents, when he when he came up to bat, they said, "Oh, that's Luke's roommate." So I I knew that he was Luke's roommate in Corpus. So I should try to get Luke to talk to him and get this guy on the show. I mean, I would if absolutely, friends, right? I would absolutely love that. I think that would be some next level stuff. And I, I I'm all about you pulling all the strings, sir. So please do. I don't have very many strings, but I got I got more strings than the normal guy, I guess. The <laughs> regular old Joe. All right, but anyway, where am I at? All right. So I do believe I do agree with you that people on the 40 men, you know, talking about dirt and not being on there, they do have the advantage. You got uh JJ Matichevic, Bly Madris. They're both on the 40 man, so they could possibly make it. They both play outfield. And then uh, Brian McTaggart was writing this story about the uh, – he wrote one before, but I guess, he, you know, he always updates it. He said the last two bullpen spots are between three guys. Ronel Blanco, the Magic Man, and Belak. Bye-bye, Belak. I'd rather have the <laughs> other two guys. I would, too. Um Nothing against Brandon Belak. Obviously, he's pitched uh, well in spurts for the Astros in the, over the last couple of seasons. I just I feel like there's an upside to there's not an upside to him where there is an upside to both of the other two guys. 
Obviously, with Ro- uh, Ronel Blanco starting tomorrow, they want to see more of him. And I think that kind of tips their hand a little bit. He's been really impressive. So, and then I, I believe he's got above average stuff. I, I, I believe he features an upper 90s fastball, if I'm not mistaken. So, always give me the guy that could that can strike guys out. Yeah, I'm going to go with Blanco for sure. Blanco, Blanco, whatever. I'm going <laughs> to go with him. I'm going to go with him for sure because they're also building him up to start or he could also be an innings, not really an innings eater, but someone that could go long if the uh, starter gets roughed up early. And I'm going with the Magic Man over Belak. I, I just I'm not impressed by Belak. All right, here's another. So I read this story, MLB.com, Astros.com, actually. I, but I mean, I guess it was a Major League Baseball story. It said one player that each team cannot live without. The Angels I saw was Shohei Otani. And so scrolling through, I'm like, who can they? Who can this be? Is it Jordan? Is it Altuve? Guess who it is? It's got to be Framber for me. It's Kyle Tucker. That was their answer. I love that answer too. I I just feel like the national media isn't on Kyle Tucker the way they should be. His numbers jump off the page. I feel like he should be getting a lot more respect than he does across the board. I even feel that way to an to a lesser extent with some of the Astros faithful. Obviously, I have a coworker who shall not be named that while is not a is not a Kyle Tucker hater. She is definitely not the biggest supporter in the room. Um, and and when you look at like what he does, I just think, man, he is such a an important piece because of how potent his offense is, how great his defense is, his ability ability to steal bases. I mean, it really is a total package. So I ordered my wife a white Kyle Tucker jersey. And I'm just hoping that it gets here by, I guess it would have to get here by Saturday for her to wear it on Sunday. I even mentioned to her, maybe we'll just go make a weekend of it. And with both games at one, that sounds pretty interesting. (laughs) All right, so two more stories I read. Major League Baseball's top 10 bullpens. Guess who was number one? I hope it's the Houston Astros. You don't only hope, you are correct. All right. Top 10 lineups. I hope it's the Houston Astros. Number three, Toronto Blue Jays. Okay. Oh, no, hold on. Number two, the San Diego Padres. So you're right. We got the best bullpen and the best lineup. And I don't know if that's with Altuve and Brantley in it and everybody healthy, but I'll take it. I mean, that's what I was saying. There's There was someone that said, you know, we look at us. We have this guy batting sixth. I'm like, what? We have Jose Abreu. We have an MVP batting six. There's no way you're better than us. <laughs> um, There's no way you're better. There is no way. But here's this. I don't know how much you hate the Yankees, but they had this highly touted uh, rotation, and three of the guys are out already. I feel bad for them. I really do. I like... don't. <laughs> <clears throat> Listen, for me, the Yankees fans and the Yankees as a whole, 
they 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 have this reputation, right? They've always had it. They'll always have it. You know, baseball's built around them. It's built on their backs or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I naturally just just tune it all out. You know what I mean? So when they talk their trash or when they when they bang their chests or, you know, the, the the national media who loves to glorify them, glorify them. I really tune it out. Like I don't really pay any mind. But but I don't wish injury on anybody. I'd rather them fail and be like, yeah, they really weren't what you thought they were, than to be injured. So especially with uh, with the Astros right now going with their own injuries, it's hard for me to go, ha ha, told ya. And it's due to injury, you know? I don't want that. So I hate that they're all beat up already before the season starts. I'd much rather them just be bad. But what are you going to do? I, I don't I don't wish it on any team. You Not would rather the see the Yankees fail with yes. this supposedly so-called best lineup ever. I get it, but I'm not a, I'm not upset about it. I'm okay with it. Anyway, I have five not fair fouls today, Tom. Five would you rather's and zero are about baseball. So if you guys don't if you guys don't want to hear uh, would you rather's about baseball, then you can go ahead and hit stop <laughs> if you want. But you're going to want to hear these guys because because they're entertaining. Even the players that come on, they like it. So we're going to get to that right after this. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. All right, we are back. Number one, would you rather? Why would I say it like that? Would you rather have... Win $25,000 for yourself or $100,000 for your best friend. See, I'm going to say the $100,000 for my best friend because I know, I know, I know. But I he know. can't give you any. Oh, see, so you didn't say that. Because that's not fair. Say, because I know he probably you can't give me twist 20. the question around, Tom. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, I'll you let gotta, him have gotta... it and he can give me 50 and I'll make more money. That's not no, fair. No, 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 you're no, no, not no. answering the question. You're twisting it. I wasn't even going to say that. I would have oh, said okay. he, I would have said he probably would have gave me 25, not, not 50, 25. So, so I would wish that for them because everybody wins. Now, right. if, now, if you, you told 25, me 25,000 and he gets zero or he gets a hundred thousand and you get zero, I'm going with, I'm going to take 25 K. I don't have a friend that I love that much that I'm going to give up 25,000 for him. I understand. I, understand. I would assume that if, if I said, but I don't know. You would assume if you're the reason the guy got a hundred thousand that he it come back to you, so it's kind of a dumb question. But it really uh, for me, if if my friend uh, made me a hundred thousand dollars richer, I'm gonna do right by him. I'm always gonna do right by him. Like for example, I'm all right, let's do money. it. Let's do it this. Let's do it this way. All right. I don't think this is a would you rather, but kind of sort of. So if if the place of business where you work offers a referral burn bonus and you say, Hey, come work at my place. 
Do you split the referral bonus or do you keep it all for yourself? I don't know. I mean, I'm going to split guy, it. The, I mean, if the guy's desperate for a job, I can tell you this. If I have a, there's a friend of mine. I hope I don't get him in trouble. He has a, what's the license called? A real estate license, mm -hmm. right? And so if anyone at work goes to buy a new house, which you don't need an agent, they put him down as the agent and he makes 10 or 12 or whatever thousand and he splits it with the guy. And he doesn't do anything. He just has the license and they manipulate the system. I did not but, do that, however. But see, he doesn't have to physically give you anything. Yeah, but you don't have to put him down as a... No, as you a, don't. Yeah, then he's not going to get... He's going to get zero. True. But but if I told you, hey, I want you to come work for with me and there's a referral bonus and I'll split it with you, you know... I feel like that's doing right by the person, even though I don't have to tell them, I don't have to do that. You know? Well, that would be cool. Yeah. We're going to get 200 bucks. Let's go get drunk this weekend. We'll spend, we got $200 to spend or whatever. I'd rather, I'd rather buy Stroh's tickets with it. But if you want to go drink, we can. Hey there, but you get your, okay. <laughs> we will go watch the Spurs and drink. You know what? There you go. I can't wait for that. I did not have an El Tiempo Margarita. Until the World Series game two. I missed, wrong. I missed out. Doing it wrong. And I did not know when I was in line that there is a line if you want margaritas only. So be be on the lookout for that. So me, greedy me, if I had the chance to have 25000 or zero and that you have 100000 and I have zero, I'm going to keep the money. I'm sorry. <laughs> Would you rather lose the ability to speak or lose the ability to read? Uh, for me, the way I, I run my mouth, it's, it's the ability to read. <laughs> it's tough. If we, we, if we lost either one of these, I don't think we could do the podcast. Can we, can we, we, we wouldn't need notes. We just have well, to watch, we would just have to watch the game and talk about it. Well, you would need the notes. I would need the notes. Well, I we, could we, just, I could just talk to you. Tell me to shut up. What I'm just saying, we couldn't put a show together. We just have to go, hey, all right, let's talk about that game. It had to be all by memory. Yeah. I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to lose the ability to speak. So I'm going to go, I'd rather lose the ability to read. I wouldn't want to not be able to talk. <laughs> Number three, this one's easy for me, but, you know, <clears throat> I was crushed for time. Would you rather never wear sweatpants again? Or have to wear sweatpants every day of your life. For me, it's never wear sweatpants again. Me too. I don't know why I wrote this. I was just, like I said, I was rushing. I don't, I have one pair of sweatpants and I wore them, but they're jogger sweatpants, I guess. And I wore them around the house when it was cold and I wore them to drive to New Orleans. I can live without them. I can live without see, pants. See, I think the better question is, is tennis shoes. Some people don't wear tennis shoes at all. That's predominantly all I wear. So if you told me you never wear tennis shoes or I guess, how did the question go again? Sweat, would you wear, would you rather wear tennis shoes every day or never again? Right. I would wear, I would say every day where me some too. people would be like, never again. If I had to, if that's the only shoe I could wear. I don't have any occasions to not wear tennis shoes. If I get dressed up, I'll wear tennis shoes. I don't care. 
I got Vans. I wear Vans. I don't care. Some people are partial. I don't know. No more Crocs. No more Sperry's. Whatever there is out there. I don't know. But I'm not, I don't, I don't really care about sweatpants. I'm not that fat yet. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Would you rather live in a cave or live in a treehouse? Hmm. Have you ever seen the movie Lord of the Flies where they live in the cave? It just, if it's, it it depends on where the cave is, but living in the cave would be really cool. I think for me, the first thing that goes through my mind is Texas weather, hurricane season, rain, all that jazz. I feel like you could fight in a cave. You're not doing nothing in a treehouse, but you know, probably getting cool blown out of the yeah, probably getting blown out of the treehouse at that at that point. Like if you go to like Natural Bridge Caverns and you go you go down uh, underground, it's cold. So yeah, give me the cave. <laughs> I'll, I'll probably freeze to death, but give me the cave. Would you rather listen to one song the rest of your life? I guess if you choose to listen to music, you can only listen to one song, but you have to listen to it the rest of your life, or you can only watch one movie the rest of your life. I'd probably take the movie. Me too, because I'd rather listen. I listen to music where I I don't need movies. I can watch baseball all day. No, 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 no. I I would want the movie, and I would not listen to the song anymore. So you would listen to one song every day? No, I would watch one movie. Every day. Oh. I would I wouldn't I would I could do without the song. No, 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 no. That's not the question. What is the question? I'm sorry. Well, if you choose one movie only every time, you can still listen to all the music you want. If you pick the music, then you can watch all the movies you want. Let's say you would listen to music, you can only listen to one song. But you can Uh watch all the movies you want. If you pick one movie, you can only watch all the movies you want. Oh, okay. So okay, if you I pick gotcha. mo- if you pick songs, you I can thought still you had watch to pick, all the movies. I thought you had to pick. You could only listen to one song forever, or you could only listen to one movie or watch one movie forever. Like not not that if you did one, you had the option to do all of the other. Oh, that seems worse. Let's look at it that way. That seems harder, right? Okay, okay. Yeah, I may yeah. I may have read this wrong. Yeah. Oof. That makes it tough, right? Like, if you like music, I'm only giving you one song forever. If you like, but 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 then it's like either the music or the movies, not not. So you can listen to one song over and over and over and over and never watch a movie. Is what you're saying? Right. Or you can watch the same movie over and over and over again and never listen to a song again. I rather I rather have one song. See, I rather you know know what song it would be. I bet you can't guess. Oh, something with kiss. No, (laughs) you guys are going to learn something about me right here. The greatest song in the world is electric Avenue. I could listen to that over and over and over and over electric Avenue. I think it's by Eddie Grant. I'll take that. Wow. I can't even tell you what the movie would be because I love like so many movies but I'd rather have the one movie than the one song. What movie I have you watched one. the most? For me, it's Breakfast Club. I've watched that more than any other movie in my life. I mean, I've seen it. It's good, but no, no. There's there's so many other movies that I've seen. I used to own from... The Breakfast Club when I didn't have cable and I had like five movies. That's um, probably why I watched it the most. The one movie I'll tell you that I probably watched more than any other one. for 40-Year-Old no... Virgin. 
wow, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm sorry. I, I don't know why you would think that. I mean, but no. Bloodsport, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Throwback. That's really good. And, and and it's something like I'll go, I don't know, maybe six, eight months without watching and be like, I need to watch Bloodsport for no reason. And I'll watch it probably once a year where there'll be tons of other movies that I love that if it was on, I'd watch it, but I'm not like going out of my way to put it on. I'll go out of my way to put on Bloodsport once a year, some sometimes. You should somewhere. have Bloodsport Day. I would. Let me ask you this. Do you like Star Wars? Yes. So everyone out there listening, if you like Star Wars, if you had a baby on May the 4th, fair foul, you would name the boy Luke or the girl Leia. Foul. 100% I would do it. Fair. Foul. I would not. Because, I mean, I think that would get so old so fast. And then How? every year. Well, Luke is like... a pretty common name. I guess, I guess, but if you, you tied gotta put it their middle the... name Skywalker, <laughs> Luke Skywalker Chavaria. Funny story, <laughs> me and me and my buddy in the military, when we ordered like to go pizza to go food, that was our name. Luke Skywalker was the name that we called in, like <laughs> to pick up pizza. And they're like, what, Luke Skywalker? So then when we got there, they had to say we have an order for Luke Skywalker, and then walk up to the counter and pay for our stuff. All right, I'm going to give you time to give your final thoughts because your old pal Rob here ran out of time on one of the last podcasts again because I saw the minute thing and I still thought I had time to throw a few more words in there, but I didn't, so sorry about that, folks. But anyway, here's Tom's final thoughts. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you that the time is almost come for Astros baseball for the season that is the the – the reigning champions, Houston Astros baseball to get going. And I, for one, cannot wait. I'm looking forward to tossing it back and forth with everybody where Dusty got it right, where Dusty got it wrong, you know, where the, the pitch clock failed, where, you know, something something just absolutely grinded your gears. Trade deadline when uh, the Astros may or may not need pieces. I cannot wait for all of that to sit down with everybody and, and chop it up and, Rob's going to have, you know, the, the polls on Twitter that will, will dissect, you know, what the people think, Hey, you know, this guy should be moved up and down the lineup or something like that. I cannot wait for all that. And we will be there in four short days. Speaking of polls, I have a fitted hat March madness tournament, but I can only find 32. I got them off lids and I got the results of the first round. Just before the podcast, so I'm going to get that out after we get this podcast out. But anyway, everyone out there, thank you so much for tuning in. And my boy Tom here is almost a 100,000 man. So looking forward to that. And we will see you next time on Astros Baseball.